The New York Islanders let another game slip away as ill-timed penalties and poor penalty killing end up causing another defeat. We have our key takeaways, including a bittersweet homecoming for Bo Horvat. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman. Blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up. And a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson. Barzell with the open net. And he scores. Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. We have got a lot to discuss as the Islanders' losing streak gets extended yet again. But first, if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, or maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future episode, send us an email to LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter or X uh, at Ice Wars, NYR, VSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long, and I'm live tweeting during every Islanders home and road game, yes, including games that start at 10 o'clock at night Eastern time. Always great to talk Islanders hockey, game time, or any time, so join me for some instant insight and analysis, and uh, we will do that hockey thing, all right? Wow, another heartbreaking loss for the New York Islanders. Uh, yeah, that's, what, six in a row now that the Islanders have lost. They fall 4-3 to three to the Vancouver Canucks, and... The real frustrating thing, in my mind, more than anything, is that this team continues to beat themselves. And you look at this game, and it's got all the ingredients of an Islander's loss. Uh, inconsistent effort, don't play a full 60 minutes, check. Give up too many high-quality scoring chances, and in this case, again, more than 40 shots on goal, check. Blow a lead, check. Penalty killing, dreadful, check. Players who you thought you would be counting on this season, not producing much of anything, check. I mean, here you are, 
think about this. Uh, the Islanders are protecting a 3-2 lead on the road in the third period. And they take not one, but two penalties on the same sequence. And look, Islander fans, we can all complain that, okay, you know, the Islanders had the first two power plays of the game, and then, you know, all of a sudden, six straight calls go against the Islanders. And how can you possibly call two penalties on one sequence with the game on the line in the third period? But you know what? That was an obvious slash on Noah Dobson and an obvious trip by J.G. Pajot. And you don't think that the referees would call it, but when it's that blatant, they're going to call it sometimes. And look, I can I can complain about some non-calls against the Canucks, but realistically, the Islanders just have to be better than what they have been. And until they play better, they're not going to get the calls. These are lazy penalties. These are careless kind of penalties. And... You know, when you give up 43 shots in a game, when you're outshot in overtime three to nothing, when your penalty kill gives up three goals, this is not a recipe for victory. And yeah, there were some good things. I mean, yes, the power play for the Islanders scored twice. Uh, in two chances, that was very good. The first period, especially the first 10 minutes of the period, were very, very good. But as the game went on, you saw the game get away from this team. And yeah, there were some good moments, but not enough of them. And boy, oh boy, I, I will say this. You watched this game, and if you didn't stay up late, I'll fill you in. If you watch a replay of what a power play, you know, what the Canucks power play did, that's how a power play is, a good power play is supposed to look. They move the puck quickly and decisively. They found the open man. They created time and space, and they set up <coughs> multiple quality scoring chances, and more often than not, those chances paid off. You can't, you know, you can't be chasing the way the Islanders were chasing on the PK. Right now, the Islanders, after being dreadful last year in overtimes and shootouts, they're 0-4 this year in overtimes and shootouts. 0-4. Again, you go back to the end of the season, and I don't know if this team can get back on track and make a run at another playoff berth. They're not out of it yet, but this swoon is certainly costing them. But I can tell you right now, being bad in overtime and in shootouts almost cost the Islanders a playoff spot last year. That if they go 500 instead of, what was it, like 1-7 or something like that last year on overtimes and shootouts, 
They not only make the playoffs comfortably, but they might even have finished in third place in the division rather than being a wild card. So now they've lost four points already on overtime games. They haven't even gotten to a shootout. But the problem is this. Losing in overtimes and shootouts reflects on the two areas the Islanders are hurting at, or two of the areas the Islanders are hurting at. Speed and skill, finishing ability. You know, breakaways, when we talk about shootouts, that's a specific skill. You don't need to be a 40-goal scorer to be really good in shootouts. Ask Franz Nielsen, what did he have, a career high of about 25 goals in a year? But he was lethal on shootouts. The Islanders don't have anyone. Three-on-three overtime, there's a lot of time and space. There's a lot of ice to maneuver with. You, your speed and your skill are the keys to winning in overtime. But almost every game, if you get to overtime and you're playing three-on-three, three, it doesn't favor the Islanders. So just a, a frustrating loss when you're up 2 nothing, and you're up 3-1. to one, You should be able to finish the game, and yet the penalty parade continues. And, you know, what, what kind of penalties are we talking about? Boarding was the first one. Interference, slashing, tripping, tripping, slashing. They're chasing again. They're not moving their feet. They're trying to make up for mistakes by grabbing opponents. Unfortunately, it's the same old song, and the meaning is the same. This team is not playing good enough hockey, and they're beating themselves game after game after game. And... Something's got to change, and it's got to change soon if this team is going to figure out a way to salvage this season and get back into the playoff race. It's not too late yet, but, you know, you look at the standings and the Islanders, you know, drop another game. Five, seven, and three now. It's just getting worse. It's just getting worse, and they've got to stop the bleeding before this season gets away from them. All right, we have got a lot more to get to on today's show. We'll talk about Brock uh, Bo Horvat returning to Vancouver and his homecoming. We'll have our hero and our goat of the game, and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. My favorite feature of Game Time, you go on the app and you can see the view from your seats before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect before you even arrive. And 
you know what? You can buy tickets in just two taps, which is great. And they have tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute tickets. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Just download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, so again, create an account, redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Locked On has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus your national shows covering every league like Locked On NHL, which I host Mondays and co-host on Fridays. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So Bo Horvat returned back to Vancouver, where he played most of his NHL career, spent the last few years of his time there as captain. And, you know, it was interesting because initially some boos scattered. Uh, first time he touched the puck during the pregame introductions, etc. You know, the, the pregame warm-ups, couple of boos. But then during one of the breaks in the action in the first period, they did the video tribute to Bo Horvat and... While there were a couple of fans booing him, uh, you know, he did get a standing ovation from a lot of fans. So that was definitely touching. And you could see Bo Horvat moved. I think the reason for the boos, the scattered boos, was comments that Bo made back in April when the Islanders were fighting for a playoff berth. And he did an interview with Shannon Hogan of MSG Network saying, oh yeah, the fans here, they're great, they're enthusiastic, they're so much better than they were in Vancouver. Fans don't forget comments like that. And Bo wasn't really trying to put down the fans in Vancouver. He was just trying to win over the fans on Long Island. But, you know, when you say something like that, you're not going to make, uh, you know, people don't don't forget it so easily. So I, I think that was really the reason for the boos in, in the game, Bo Horvat did score a goal, had three shots, uh, one hit, one block shot, and played 22 minutes and 34 seconds, which was, uh, by a wide margin, the most time on ice for any Islanders forward. Meanwhile, another bright spot, if we're going to look for them, the power play, as I mentioned, two for two. And how about Pierre Engvall getting off the schneid? Boy, did he need that. Had to feel good uh, getting a goal and getting it on the power play. Brock Nelson also scoring on the power play. But, you know, those were sort of the highlights of the game. And, and you know, for Bo Horvat, had to feel good scoring against his former team in his first game back in Vancouver. But, uh, you know, not... Uh, not the outcome that you wanted. Meanwhile, Anthony Bavillier had three shots on goal for Vancouver, but did not figure in the scoring. If we're going hero and goat of the game, uh, to me, I'm going to give the hero of the game to Bo Horvat for the emotional homecoming and the goal. I could go with 
Matthew Barzal, who uh, had two assists, the only Islander with two points in the game. But for sentimental reasons, uh, I'm going with Bo on this one. All right, I'll, I'll give it to them both, Bo and Barzy. As for goats of the game, gosh, the, the, the PK has to be the goat of the game. I mean, they just blew it. They absolutely fell apart. And, you know, to each Islander who took some of those foolish penalties, uh, you know, they share in the blame for this defeat. Not going to blame Ilya Sorokin. Uh, you know, 39 saves and 929 save percentage. Didn't give up any soft goals, uh, but just, you know, facing too many shots and too many quality shots. And, you know, just seeing the way the Canucks worked on the power play and the way the Canucks exited their own zone with the puck. Again, I think a lot of it comes down to lack of speed and lack of skill, but the Islanders at least should take note of how Vancouver did it, exiting their own zone, working the puck on the power play, because that's everything the Islanders don't do well. And they, you know, even if they're not as skilled as some of the Vancouver players, doing things the right way can only help. It may not solve the problem, but, you know, getting better is certainly desirable at this point in the game. You know, amazingly enough, because three out of the four goals that the Islanders uh, gave up were on the power play, no Islanders player was a minus in the plus minus. As far as penalties, Noah Dobson took two. Uh, he also had four block shots to lead the team. But again, this, this is the kind of loss that struggling teams have. And you cannot cannot blow those kind of leads. Uh, when the Islanders had a 3-1 to one lead, they had a 78.2% win probability, according to Yahoo Sports, and they did not win the game. That is just a recipe for disaster. Now, the Islanders will play the Seattle Kraken tonight. Uh, so they have a back-to-back. -back. Good news is the Kraken also have a back-to-back. Face-off is again at 10 o'clock Eastern time, and you can catch every minute of this game with an Islanders hometown radio broadcast on Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Islanders, so check that out. Now, we're going to preview that game a little bit next on the show. Plus, we have our Islanders birthday of the day. It's a center who played one season with the Islanders uh, in 1999-2000, later played for the Rangers and uh, a bunch of other teams. So let's see if you can guess who that is. But uh, if you want a more in-depth preview of this game tonight against the Kraken, uh, this afternoon around 1 o'clock, we will have a special bonus crossover episode with Erica L. Ayala of Locked on Kraken. It's a great episode. Two teams going through some similar situations. And we'll break down this matchup in depth for you on that. So look for it on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. All that and more coming up on today's Locked on Islanders 
Podcast. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options like spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And look, you can bet on the NFL. You got college football, college basketball, the NBA, and of course the NHL. Check out all the odds and player props for the Islanders game against the Kraken. And maybe you could use your knowledge of the Islanders on FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Again, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with local experts in the Locked On Network, plus our national shows covering every league, and yeah, that includes Locked On NHL. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So... Islanders and Kraken tonight in Seattle. Again, 10 o'clock Eastern time start. You can catch every minute of the broadcast, Islanders hometown broadcast on the SiriusXM SXM app. Uh, Just do a search for Islanders for that one. The Kraken, boy, they are coming off a tough loss in overtime, just like the Islanders. And just like the Islanders, they blew a lead on the road in a game they probably should have won. They fell to the Edmonton Oilers 4-3. to And uh, the Oilers scored twice in the last 6 minutes and 32 seconds of the third period, including a goal by Evander Kane to tie it in the final minute, and then an overtime winner by Evander Kane. So, uh, again, they are hurting. Now, Joey Decord was the goalie last night, so the Islanders will almost certainly face Philip Grubauer, and I'm sure the Islanders will likely be going with Semyon Varlamov. So that is the likely goaltending matchup that we're going to see. Again, tonight, the power play for Seattle is eighth in the league. They score at a 25.5% success rate. The Islanders have got to stay out of the box. It seems right now like they don't know how to do that, but it's something they're going to have to do, and maybe they can take advantage of the penalty kill of Seattle, which is struggling big time. Uh, They are ranked 29th in the league uh, in Penalty killing, which is not good. Now, they didn't give up any power play goals against Edmonton. But, again, only 71.4% kill rate right now. They're struggling offensively, 26th in the league in goals scored and 28th in the league in goals against the line combinations for the Kraken. Uh, 
Matty Beneers is the starting center on the first line with Jared McCann and Jordan Eberle on either side of him. So the Islanders get to see Eberle, their old friend again. Alexander Wenberg centers Jaden Swartz and Brandon Tanev on the second line. Yanni Gord, Eli Tolvanen, and Oliver Bjorkstrand are the third line. And then on the fourth line, it's Pierre-Edward Belmar, Ty Cartai, uh, and Kaylor Yamamoto rounding out that fourth line. Vince Dunn and Adam Larson are the top pairing on defense. Vince Dunn has been red hot. Uh, Jamie Olesiak and William Borgen are the second pairing, and then Justin Schultz and Brian DeMoulin are the third pairing. Again, the goaltenders Grubauer and Decord. Uh, Andre Burkowski is out. Not sure that he'll be back in time for this game, but again, if you want an in-depth preview of this game and a different perspective on both the Islanders and the Kraken, uh, we'll have that special crossover bonus episode go live at 1 o'clock tomorrow, uh, or today now, on YouTube uh, and wherever you get your podcasts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And, uh, well, today is the 46th birthday of former Islanders center Josh Green, the native of Camrose, Alberta, drafted in the second round by the L.A. Kings back in 1996. He's a big guy, 6'3", 215, uh, and was more of a a two-way kind of a forward, a guy who can get you, you know, 10 to 15 goals uh, and, and, and be a good checker in the NHL. Made his NHL debut with the Kings in 98-99 and then joined the Islanders in 1999-2000, played 49 games for the Isles, 12 goals, 26 points, 41 penalty minutes, uh, and then was off to Edmonton the following season. Uh, later played for the Rangers, the Capitals, the Flames, uh, the Canucks, and the Ducks. Uh, back to the Oilers again, and then finished his career in Finland, retiring after 2016-2017. Josh Green played in 341 career NHL games, scored 36 goals, 76 points, and 206 penalty minutes. Had one assist in 17 NHL playoff games, but none of them came with the New York Islanders. And by the way, he is now an assistant coach with the Bakersfield Condors of the AHL. So Josh Green still active in hockey now as a coach. One of his better games as an Islander, February 19th, 2000, at the old Continental Airlines Arena in New Jersey. Islanders and Devils in a divisional matchup. Kevin Weeks, the goalie for the Islanders. Martin Brodeur, the netminder for the Devils. And in this game, Josh Green scores on the power play with less than two seconds left in the first period. Marius Tchaikovsky and Kenny Janssen with the assist. That was his 10th goal of the year. It turned out to be the game winner as the Islanders went on to beat the Devils by a score of 4-2. Kenny Johnson, three assists. Dave Scatcher, two goals in the game. But the game winner belonged to Josh Green. He had two shots on goal in 17 minutes and 11 seconds. And he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. 
Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day, every dayers. Tomorrow on the show, we will have our key takeaways from uh, today's game against the Kraken. And, of course, we'll set you up for the weekend as we preview the last game of this four-game Western Canada and West Coast road trip as the Islanders prepare to play the Calgary Flames on Saturday. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Keep the faith. And, of course, let's go Islanders.